This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malefsky. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Sitting in my hot seat today is a very special guest, J.T. Taylor is the Senior Director of Fraud Investigations and Operations for ID.me, that's ID.me. We're going to talk about frictionless identity proofing and credentialing and some amazing things. This company has a network of over 100 million members with over 70,000 new people joining daily. This is an honor and a pleasure to be on the hot seat, JT. I'm so happy to have you here today. No, Gary, I really appreciate you having us. So let's talk about credentialing. Tell me what you guys do. What was what was the epiphany? Why did ID.me get started? And how are you doing what you do? Well, let me take you back to 2010. So our CEO, Blake Hall, is taking advantage of a veteran's discount. And on every Veterans Day, there's various companies that say, hey, we would like to honor our veteran service. We're going to offer you 10, 20% off. Or maybe if you're like me, I used to go to Golden Corral and I would get my free meal. So what he saw was one of his friends actually used their DD-214, their military discharge document, show his identity and say, I am a veteran. I am worthy of this discount. On that DD-214, there's a lot of personal data on there. You've got your social security number, you've got a forwarding address, you've got all of your various awards, decorations, years of service, full name, DOB. It struck Paul Blake that this is too much information that, I should, that I'm sharing in this environment just to get a free meal at Golden Corral or whatever it was, uh, the vendor that he was using that day to get his military discount. So what he struck upon was, I need to be able to prove myself online. And that was in 2010. It went through various iterations to include whenever NIST, the NIST guidelines came out, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, they came out with these guidelines for digital credentialing. Basically, they were into the future. If you look at uh, what's happening in cryptography right now, NIST is always ahead of that ball, right? So they're coming out with approved algorithms for quantum computing, for instance, for encryption. Well, they were doing the same thing with credentialing. And this was long before this was uh, going to be in high use in the government circles anyway. So they come out with these guidelines, and at that point, they had went out and solicited among various vendors and private institutions for basically how do we build a digital credential that somebody can prove and share who they are in a digital space. And Blake and IDME really pioneered that. It went through a couple of different iterations. I'm what they refer to as an IDME OG. I uh, I really joined IDME when it was under troop swap. So I was going after discounts on Oakley sunglasses, things like that as uh, being a veteran. But it went through troop swap, troop ID arrives at ID.me. And really the massive scale and the scale that you highlighted at the top of this in terms of 100 million members, 70,000 folks joining every single day, that's really comes on the back end of what happened during the pandemic. You had people stuck in the house, but they still required benefits. And how do we get our taxpayer benefits that we pay into? How do we get those while I'm stuck at the house and all these various government institutions are shut down? Mm -hmm. And that hyper growth that we went through has really got us to where we are today from a standpoint of, to tell you, to paint, paint that picture for you, imagine going from the, a 25 million member network out to a 100 million member network in a couple of years. The, the numbers are quite staggering, especially from a cybersecurity standpoint and a fraud standpoint. Add to that, if you look at like a TikTok growth, they, they did that in right at three months, I believe it's like record time for 100 million members. When you're talking about accessing government services, proving who you are, sharing efficiently, 
it's a quite a feat that IDME pulled off here in terms of saying, I deserve these benefits. Hello, Internal Revenue Service, Veterans Affairs. I am who I say I am. I think that's really what differentiates us as a tech company. That credentialing space, you know, your social media platforms, and this is timely because uh, Section 230 of the Communications Act is being, uh, oral arguments are happening today. But really what differentiates us is we have that trust factor. So we're not a social media platform. We don't sell rent data. We don't trade data, nothing like that of the member. We allow you to come on and control how your identity is used in a digital space. And now we're in multiple states, 31 states, 37 agencies, state agencies, and 12 federal agencies. So it really is an incredible portable credential that, hey, I've got one login and I'm going to go to all these various services that I'm entitled to. JT, it sounds amazing. Now, is this something where I use my mobile phone? Uh, I use my camera, my computer. How is, is there an endpoint agent? Is it cloud-based? How is IDME deployed uh, both on the, you know, the CISO side, the server side, the, the team that manages it or under the CIO's office? And then on the other side of the fence, all the end users or the consumers, uh, the, the, the folks who are going to leverage this to prove the, their credentials. You have the end user right? You have the users that come on and they can take advantage of the various community programs that we have, whether they be a veteran, a first responder, nurses. So that's the benefit for a company. They can identify specific groups that they want to target with discount programs. And that's a really unique benefit. So if you're Apple, if you're Amazon, which we're partnered up with, uh, if you want to identify veteran or teachers that are eligible for specific discounts, you know that your, your discount is going to a specific teacher. So that's a unique benefit program on one side of the marketplace. But the next becomes the actual government or let's say the security apparatus side of it. We integrate with all varieties of security systems. Primarily, whenever you're talking about from a government network side, it's gonna be those public benefit programs. And we can pass back those folks that are coming to you. We pass it back in an encrypted state. We do all the segmentation on our end. And we do all the logging on our end. So whenever it comes down to how is my data being used, it doesn't go out unless you consent to it as an end user. So it's a very unique two-sided marketplace. You've got the end user coming in saying, I am who I say I am, whether they be using it for a discount or to pay their taxes, such as you brought up at the top. But then it transmits in a secure fashion after you consent to it to those various federal and state agencies. So for example, if I'm logging into my IRS account, I got validated with ID.me. And so, and I went through multiple pieces of uh, data I had to provide, I think my driver's license and other factors and, you know, my cell phone number and things. And I got validated, verified. And now when I log in again, uh, it uses ID.me to let me in. But uh, what, so the IRS is just, is this really Gary? And ID.me says, yep, it's him. And away we go. That's right. And uh, really neat. I mean, um, you can go to any other of those other partners, right? And it's seamless. We even have a, um, a business marketplace, state marketplace, where if you're in a given state and you're like, well, I, I want to get these benefits. <clears throat> if you Google one of those states and say, they're going to send you right back to IDME, and then you just consent, you're, you're in control of the exact data that's going to be sent back to that partner. Now, you guys started out focused on helping veterans and you've got 500 or more merchants, I think, and growing. Is this more than veterans and, and first responders and healthcare providers? Who, who gets access to IDME? 
Oh yeah. Anyone come on, come on. I'll tell you the really cool things that we're doing internally, especially uh, from a fraud perspective is we're really helping people reclaim their identity because once you get that credential for the bad guy to go in and take it, right? So how many username and passwords are dumped out on the dark web every single day? I think the last check that I actually ran on this was uh, 900 billion username and password combinations out on the dark web right now. Well, I'm going to give you one credential and that one credential, you're going to go and take advantage of all these various programs. And it's not just for any specific group. It's for everyone. It's so that you have this one this one credential in your wallet that you can go in your digital wallet that you can go use at a variety of vendors. Those community groups that you brought up, those are more for the corporations that want to identify specific job sets or specific groups. If they want to do teachers, great. If they want to do first responders, better. Whatever you want to do there in terms of uh, identifying specific groups. Uh, I myself as a veteran and former Secret Service in, in mine, I've got a couple different uh, types of community verifications that I take advantage of. It really just depends on how you want to integrate with us. The key thing though to take away from it is to go in and get that credential. And here, just look, let's look at it from an account takeover point of view. If you've got a hundred different username and passwords, right? Stored in your browser and it gets taken by Redline malware or something to that effect. That's a lot easier to take than if I go and try to take out a multi-billion dollar corporation security when it comes down to my credential. So narrow down the threat landscape. If you're doing, if you're big into threat modeling, we're narrowing down your risk profile and it's free, you know? So we're not uh, out there selling your data and that type of thing. So it costs you nothing and it provides a numeral amount of protection. Got it. Sounds amazing. Um, JT, is there anything else you want to share with our viewers and listeners that we haven't covered today? Yeah, absolutely. So I really want to highlight you know, some of your previous interviews, Gary, have brought up just how prevalent credential misuse is and how prevalent the amount of misuse credentials leads to data breaches. So on the IDME side, we have very active threat intelligence cells where we're going out and trying to see on the dark web how bad guys are getting after us or getting after our partners. You've, you've highlighted that stat a few times in terms of credential misuse, but what if what if we narrowed down that risk landscape and we just said, I've got my identity credential. I don't have a hundred username and passwords out there. And instead just said, IDME protects it. I want to go on a consent how my data is used at various state uh, federal agencies or companies. That's a unique benefit. I want people to really take away from this that their data is out there. You know, I'm a victim of the 2014 OPM hack. You can go out there. Even uh, Mr. Snowden saw fit to uh, dump some of my stuff back in the day. Not making a judgment call there, but at the same time, one of my resumes from where I was going for a promotion back in the day is out there on the ether. The um, I value privacy above all else. And IDME really takes advantage of not just the whole sell, not selling of data, transferring data, or trading data, but we also have incredible reverence for Fourth Amendment. And when that Fourth Amendment comes in, people don't really understand how that's playing out across various platforms on the data broker side. Mm -hmm. I should not have to worry about my kid's social security number being used to go create a synthetic identity or an incarcerated individual shouldn't have to worry that their social security number is being used to apply nefariously for other benefits. I love the fact that IDME is taking all of that very seriously, honoring the privacy side of it 
but at the same time, putting me in control and putting me in the driver's seat of what's consented to at these various institutions. So I really want people to take, take control of their identity. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything. We're going to protect it. And we have world-class security controls to ensure that if you do lose your identity, we're going to help you get it back. That's fantastic. You heard it here first from JT Taylor, the Senior Director of Fraud Investigations and Operations for IDME. Frictionless identity proofing, credentialing, do it right, do it securely, all the way up to the NIST 863 level and beyond. And really, uh, it's free. What are, we, what are we waiting for? Go to id.me. You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at cyberdefense.tv and cyberdefense.radio with your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert and my good friend, Gary Malewski.